0: Everybody, it's good to see you tonight. High five, like, everybody around you. Everybody you see, give them a high five. All around, and if you're just sitting there, that's not nice. I'm kidding. High five some people. It's good to see you tonight. Well, happy Wednesday. It's a good Wednesday night, and we're ready to have church tonight, but real quick, uh, let me give you some announcements. Uh, don't forget, tonight, obviously, kids are with us for worship, Okay. Uh, but it is youth hangout night also, so when worship's over, 5th through 12th grade, you guys have youth hangout, and you're going with Chamberlain, okay, so make sure you follow him. Uh, a quick announcement for the youth, don't forget this Sunday night, is youth hangout square, 6 o'clock right here, that's for 5th through 12th grade, It's service just for you, okay, so don't forget that. And also, how many ladies in the house, let me see, ladies in the house, all right. Uh, Women's Bonfire, October the 28th, 6 o'clock at the Brown Residence. So if you want to know how to get there, I don't Ask Sarah. Okay, so that's going to be a good time. Uh, And make sure that on your calendar. But other than that, how about we stand up on our feet? Let's worship Jesus tonight.
1: Worthy of every song we could ever sing. Worthy of all the praise we could ever bring Worthy of every breath we could ever bring We live for you Jesus, the name above every other name Is the only one who could ever say, worthy of every breath we could ever breathe, we live for you, we live for you. Holy, there is no one like you, there is none beside. Worthy of all the praise we could ever bring, worthy of every breath we could ever.
2: For yours, and let me be to you a To dwell, dwell dwell here forever. And dearest father, closest friend, most beautiful. And I'll never be the same With just one look And everything changes And I'm captivated And I'll never be the same With just one look And everything changes I'm captivated, and I'll never be the same with just one And everything changes. And I'm captivated, and I'll never be the same with just one.
3: Here hear the Lord keep saying that he may let you bend, but he ain't going to let you break. I keep seeing him push a, a tree when the wind's pushing the tree over and the tree's bending and it's swaying and it's rocking, but it ain't breaking. He said, I didn't plant trees just to be uprooted. I didn't plant trees just so they could be pulled out of the ground. He said, I've planted you, and now I've put you by streams of living water, and you're not made to be pulled up. You're not made to be bent over and broken. He may let you bend a little bit, but he's not going to let you break. For he is the God. Don't you know? The word says that when we cry out to him, when our enemies come against us and we cry out to him, says that he comes riding on the wings of the wind. says when he stands up and looks down upon our enemies, he throws lightning down and the whole earth shakes and fire comes out of his mouth and smoke from his nostrils because of his beloved. There's somebody watching out for you. It's the Lord. He's watching out for you and he sees all the bending that you have to do, but he's not going to let you break. Has he ever let you be broken? Has he ever let you be outdone and overrun, worn out? No, he always comes to our rescue. So if you feel the bending this week or today, or if you've been going through it for a long time and just ain't said nothing, he ain't going to let you break. He's making you stronger, amen, because he's good to us. Praise God.
2: Captivated, and I'll never be the same with just one look. And everything changes, and I'm captivated, and I'll never be the same with just one look. And everything changes. I'm captivated, and I'll never be the same. We just want love, and everything changes, and I'm captivated, and I'll never be the same. We just want
4: Nothing can separate With my eyes locked on you There's no storm that I can't stand through I might bend, I won't break There's nothing that can separate With my eyes locked on you There's no storm that I can That I can stand through.
5: storm looks like right now, that there is nothing that can separate us from your love. We thank you that you've given us every tool to stand in this world. Our battles are not a surprise to you, Jesus. You know when we're facing the fire. You know when we're in a drought, Lord, you know we're high on a mountain. And I thank you, God, that you always provide. Just like the word says, that my God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches, according to his glory. We love you, Lord. You're so good. Thank you, Father, that there's no storm that the enemy can throw at us that we cannot stand through because you've given us everything we need to do it. Let us be a church, God, where our roots run deep, whose leaves they never wither. Standing firm on the foundation of Jesus and him alone. Come and have your way here, Lord. Sweep through this place. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Well, he's so good and he loves you so much. I just encourage you, whatever you're going through, look through him, amen. You might bend, but you're not gonna break. Well, go around and greet some of your family of faith this evening and youth and children, you are dismissed.
3: I unplug stuff from the wall sometimes. (laughs) Line it up. Got to have the right amount.
0: Looking at me, I'm looking at you now. <laughs> we'll give them a second to get uh, kids Church checked in and all that stuff, and we'll get on with things tonight. But it is good to have you. And uh, as uh, as we're waiting for everybody to get back up here uh, from checking in their kids and getting youth in for youth hangout, um, obviously, obviously, I wasn't here Sunday. I was at the I was at the main campus. Uh, I was at Botkin's preaching Sunday, and uh, now and then I. Uh, they have me over there, so I appreciate your patience when I'm gone. But Pastor Tim and, and whoever fills in here always bring a good word. I, I like when you get a different voice, right? You shouldn't just listen to me anyhow. So, uh, but anyways, uh, what I would have talked about a little bit Sunday is, is as you know, we're praying for Israel right now um, and uh, for safety and for peace and um uh, you know, the, the history of the Gaza Strip and the Palestinians there, certainly the uh, what we know as a terrorist organization, the Hamas, that, that's a long story of decades that you can go down a rabbit hole reading about and studying about. Uh, but regardless, we pray for their safety and, and pray for peace. Amen? So so make sure that's a part of your prayer, and um, uh, and we uh, do that. I know t- uh, Monday Night Prayer, we'll be praying about that. So uh, just make sure that's on on your heart and your mind it's just such terrible absolutely terrible things are happening and have happened so uh, we just pray for an intervention of God there amen and by the way whenever anything happens to Israel <laughs> you'll, you'll find uh, you can get online and find 400 sermons last Sunday and this Sunday to next Sunday about Israel and the Bible and prophecy and here's the thing um, it, it can be good clickbait, okay? Give things the test of time and, and don't just jump on what somebody's saying because they can take something and pull a Bible verse out and say, see, you know, just, I'm not saying it's not, but at the same time, I'm not saying it is because this has been going on for a long time there, that specific situation. So if it has to do, of course, we are always in biblical prophecy in some manner, always, Okay? Jesus said the last days started when he ascended. So people ask me, we in the last days? Well, yeah, we've been in for, for a long time. No, we in the last, last days. Well, could be. Let's just see. But, but before we jump on bandwagons uh, about things that are being said, let's just, let's just see. Because the test of time of prophetic fulfillment is the test of time. Okay, so I'm not going to be preaching any message anytime soon on Iran and Israel and, and Palestine, Palestinians. I'm not doing that because, well, it, it's, it's in part guesswork, and I'm not interested in giving you guesswork from the pulpit. That makes sense? Okay. All right. Having said that, tithe and offering, but pray. Tithe and offering. So if you have something to give, you can prepare, prepare that, obviously. Uh, offering on in the chairs in front of you. If not, Mike has some, and and he'll help you out. But uh, let me pray over it. If you have something, you can bring it down tonight. Lord, we thank you for an opportunity to to be together tonight in in worship, uh, unifying our hearts uh, in your name. And I pray as we give tonight, it's just honoring to you, Lord. We live by faith, and that that means every part of our life is, is given to you. That includes our finances. Uh, and just, again, reminding us that you are the provider of our lives. And we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, we all say, amen. So if you have something, uh, you can bring it. I do have an announcement for you at the end of church after we get off live stream. It's been a long time. I want to give you an update on Pastor Dosick, uh from the Botkins Church and uh, just uh, give you a little insight on some things that are going on there. So remind me. I forget. Wave me down because... By the time I get there, I will forget, I promise. All right, so if you have your Bibles, my goodness, Jeremiah chapter 1, and and you can go there. By the way, Sunday, I'm going to start a new series. How many of y'all ever had questions for God? How many of you have questions for him now? Do you know how many times God, Jesus, asked a question in the Bible? Lots. Counting them up. We have questions for him, but he asks questions of us. You know that? So we're going to start a series on Sunday. It's going to take us a little bit. We're going to go through questions that God asks, questions that Jesus asks, and, and, and pull some things out um, as it pertains to us. So anyways, that's Sunday. We're, we're, we're continuing tonight, uh, Things You ask For, sort of a Wednesday series. I'm enjoying this. So uh, we did a, a survey uh I don't know, two or three months ago, and one of the questions in the survey was, was there anything you'd like uh, to hear about uh, as far as a teaching subject or, or something? And I got quite a few responses, so I'm taking some time going through some of these things. And like I said, I'm enjoying this. So what I want to uh, talk about tonight is, was a, a question that came in. It actually came in after the survey, but they missed the survey, so they asked this. It says, I hear the Holy Spirit inconsistently, but others hear him more consistently. Why? So let's talk about that tonight, hearing um, the Holy Spirit or being led by God, however you want to term that. So I believe that God still speaks. Amen. And I believe that God is very active uh, personally in our lives. He speaks corporately. Uh, He speaks uh, over all things, but, but I also believe that my salvation is personal and God interacts with me in a personal way. How many believe that? So, but I believe that God still speaks. Now, there are those that believe that once the Bible became what we would call the closed canon, in other words, we don't add to scriptures anymore. You, you can't, you know, Joe can't write a book and then put it up. Let's see if we can put this in the Bible and we send it around and get, get a vote on it. That doesn't happen anymore. Canon's closed. There are those that believe that once the canon's been closed, that God really doesn't speak that way anymore. If you want to hear what God has to say, just read your Bible. Well, yes, but I still believe he speaks. That makes sense. So, uh, But then it comes to the question, how do you hear him? How does he speak outside of, of, of the Bible? And uh, how do I know I'm hearing him? And in a question like this, why does it seem some people hear more consistently than I do? So let's talk about these things. But I want to highlight, and I did a series on this, I think, exactly a year ago in October on Wednesdays called Hearing God's Voice. But let, let me highlight a couple things about the way that God does speak. And, and certainly the first way is the Scriptures. So this is the foundation from which we stand of how God interacts with us as far as informing us, okay? So it's kind of like this. Um, (laughs) Okay, so Margaret's not here, by the way. She's been out of town on business. She's driving back this afternoon. Uh, I haven't seen her since Monday morning, so maybe I'll see her tonight when I get home. But uh, let's just say um, I say the Lord told me that I'm supposed to divorce my wife. But the Bible says something different. Now, now, of course, if if she's out doing, you know, if she's having affairs or or whatever, well, I have grounds for divorce. But outside of that, if I think I'm supposed to leave my wife, but I don't have grounds biblically to do it, am I really hearing from God? No. In other words, when you think God is speaking to you, if it contradicts this at all, you did not hear him. That was something else. It's either your own flesh, your own mind, or it's the enemy, or or some outside voice that you shouldn't be listening to, anyways. So we guide uh, everything that we hear by the word. So that means, by the way, you should be a person of the word, and I can't say that enough. I probably say that every other message I preach: be a person of the word, and don't let uh, the only time you hear of the scriptures when you come to church. Even, you, even those of you that are faithful Sunday and Wednesday people, don't let the only time you're in the scriptures when you come to church. Uh, be, be thankful that you have a printed Bible. It used to be there weren't even printed Bibles to go around, right? And even then there was some control. You know, the, you know, uh, the first people that, that actually tried to print a Bible, they killed them. You know that? They wanted to be in control of how the message went out burn them at the stake, crazy stuff. So so you have this. Now, now there there is some nuanced uh, hermeneutics that needs to be involved in interpretation of the Bible, certainly, but spend time in the Word, okay? And grounded life in the Word then grounds you in how uh, that you will hear God speak to you, okay? So that's the first thing. And certainly then um, uh, you're a person of prayer because, again, hearing God involves relationship. And the primary source of relationship with God is prayer. Because in prayer, you learn presence. Right? Prayer, you learn presence. And when you learn presence, you learn him. Remember uh, a story, um, uh, I'm I'm blanking on the, the character, but God didn't come through in, in the in, in the wind and the loudness, but he at the end of it he spoke in a still small voice who was that? huh yeah but how did he know that? There, there was prior relationship you would think you would think when God... and the Bible talks about you know, God thunders from the heaven but, but you know when he when he speaks with you. It's going to come mostly in what we would consider a still small voice. But you have to know him in order to discern that it's him. And that can only come by learning presence. And you don't learn presence unless you're a person of prayer and worship and those things. So all these things that we we want to have, like I want to know that God is speaking. I do want him to speak. I want to hear him. I want to discern it as him. All that stuff always comes back to the things that we consider the basic things we do because we're saved. We read our Bible, we pray, we worship. But yet, I find, I'll be honest with you, I find that people aren't people of the word, and they aren't people of prayer, and they aren't people of worship, and then they wonder why they don't hear God speaking to them. And I would say, okay, well, let's come back here, let's start here. Uh, in other words, you're, try- you're trying to run ahead of the, the, the carriage here. You know, you've got to get in, in the carriage, and, and, and it's spending time with him. Okay, so, again, a plan, a habit, a rhythm of life that we're spending time with him. So, uh, the word, prayer, the, these are things that ground us to discern him. Uh, the, the Bible says, by the way, that uh, there are instances in the scriptures, and you can go through and find it, that um, he can speak through dreams and visions. How many of you ever had a dream that you think was from the Lord? Anybody? Yeah. A vision, anybody? Okay. Now, now, does that mean every dream you have is from God? Nope. It could have been just tacos right before you went to bed. I don't know. Uh, yeah. You know, all sorts of reasons you had your dream. Um, or a or vision. That doesn't mean every time you daydream or something, that's a vision from the Lord. So, so what we do is because we're people of prayer... Uh, we learn to discern what is from him and then uh, able maybe to discern with some wisdom what those things are speaking, okay? I, I generally, um, just, this is just me, generally when I have dreams from the Lord, I'll have the same dream in a different way about three times in a night. That's just the way it happens to me. And, and when I wake up, I just know well the Lord was speaking. And then I, okay, I spend some time praying. Well, Lord, what does that mean? Sometimes it's obvious, sometimes not. Uh, but, but God speaks in dreams and visions, and, and he will use those uh, capacities to do so. God speaks to us in wisdom, too, by the way, uh, which is why um, I encourage you consistently pray for the wisdom of the Lord in your life. Proverbs 2.6, the Lord, the Lord gives wisdom, and from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. So God will speak to us in wisdom and knowledge and understanding that that could be in a general way that you live life, it could be when you are making a decision and, and you're praying uh, for direction. He can speak in those things. Um, and then another way, Jeremiah chapter one. Let's find that. Jeremiah chapter one, and uh, I'm just going to highlight a couple things. I'm not sure. gets Kelly, back there. Um, Let's just start, uh, let's just verse 4. And this is just really easy. It's pretty straight out. Jeremiah 1, 4. It says, now the word of the Lord came to me. That's Jeremiah saying, and he says something. And then uh, you go down to verse 7. It says, but the Lord said to me. Okay, okay. And he jumped down to verse 9 and said, Then the Lord put, his hand, uh, put out his hand and touched my mouth, and the Lord said to me. And so this is just one of the many examples of God speaking directly to somebody. Uh, di- didn't God call Moses out of the burning bush? Um, so many different uh, examples. A uh, Samuel, remember, three times during the night he's called, and finally, finally he's like, uh, Oh, yeah, that must be the Lord. Figured it out, right? So God does speak directly to us. And now this is interesting because um, is this only in the sense of audible voices? You know, God can speak to you audibly, sure. Um, But I think this can show up in different ways. If you're praying uh, for direction in a decision, and you've got two choices, and after prayer and and maybe fasting, whatever, one feels peaceful and the other doesn't, what are you going to go with? Peaceful, why? Because that's probably the direction. So so a certain sense is how God is speaking. But again, you know those things because you learn to discern. So hearing God's voice is not a gift. Hearing God's voice is something you learn. Because every person that was made because of a relationship with God, uh, you have the capacity to hear him. But it's not that somebody's gifted more than another. I think it's just because you just learn and you grow, and and this, this sharpening of discernment uh, happens in your life. By the way, one of the ways you hear God's voice is by shutting out other voices that shouldn't be there. So, so the Bible says that you are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. That correct? Is that is that what God has said? Yes, but then you have a voice out here saying something different. It could be the enemy, it could be a person, it could be a circumstance, but it's saying something different. You are allowed. Listen, I'm telling you, you are allowed to shut other voices out of your life. So uh, I have a tendency to be visionary. I'm I'm a look-down-the-road, plan-it-out kind of person, okay? I learned early on that not everybody is going to be a good influence on my vision. You know what I'm talking about? There's going to be people you share your heart with, and you're all gung-ho, and they're just like, I don't know about that. Are you sure about that? I'm not sure you can do that. I learned early on that there's just certain people that I'm still acquainted with. I just don't talk to them about that stuff. We can talk about other. Let's talk about football, but I'm not going to talk to you about the vision of my life. That makes sense. You're allowed to shut voices out. That is why, by the way, you've got to learn to cast down things in your mind that contradict what God has said. You're allowed to do that, too, and you should. Don't, don't let your mind be a playground for negative things that are contrary to the scriptures or what God has spoken to you. So let, let me just say something. Um, nowhere in the Bible does it say my name and that I was called to be a pastor. Nowhere. It's not going to be in there. You can read every word of this entire Bible. My name's not in there. My name's not alluded to. There's the pastoral office given, but my name's not there. How did I know that? Well, I felt, and I've shared this story before, in the middle of a church service at 17 years old, I'd been saved for two weeks. I wasn't even paying attention to the pastor. I was just there in a big church, and I felt the Lord say to me, you're to go in the ministry. It's just in my heart. It wasn't audible, but I felt it enough that my mind Caught it. Right? So that is something the Lord spoke to me. Now He didn't speak it, I don't remember who was sitting next to me. Wasn't for them, it was for me personal. But immediately I told a family member, and they said, Well, why would you do that? You know you're not gonna make any money doing that. You realize you have a lot more potential than me, a pastor. That's what they said to me. I was just like, I was kind of shocked, I was taken back, like, really? Oh, man, you know what I started to do? I started to wonder, is this a good idea? Am I really not going to have enough money to live? You know, all all the different things that come up. But then I learned that's somebody I shouldn't be talking to when it comes to what the Lord is speaking to me. Right? But then I, I told some other people, and they're just like, you know what, I can see that. You know what, I think you should go for it. You know what I'm saying? You know who I start talking to in the future about stuff? Those people. It's, It's not that you surround yourself with a bunch of yes men and yes ladies. I'm not saying that, but there's a certain place of wisdom that negativity has a place that gets in you, and it shouldn't be there. Wisdom says, get it out. Okay, so you have the right to shut out voices and things that are contrary to what God is saying. Okay, so. And by the way, those voices also could be voices of controlling nature, manipulation, uh, discouragement, as we're saying. Um, but those that are for your good will be proven in time. Okay? Now, say all that. So there's different ways that God speaks. You can search the scriptures and find those. Getting back to the question, how is it that other people hear him and, and more consistently than I do? Quit comparing yourself to other people. How about we just start there? Quit comparing. That's dangerous in everything, not just this. Don't compare yourself to somebody else. Um, It it could be they've just been in the faith longer than you have, and their discernment skills are stronger. That's possible. It could be they don't hear them as much as they say. (laughs) They just say it. It's really not true. could be. They're kind of inflating their sense of, God God has coffee with me every day. We have this two-hour conversation. I would say, mm, okay, you, you go for it, man. You know what I'm talking about. D- don't compare. There's no comparison there, okay? Uh, you will, as you grow and as you mature, if you're grounded in the word, and if you're a person that's learning his presence, will learn to discern his leading when he leads, because you will learn to discern the cast the still small voice and however it shows up in your life. So by the way, the still small voice will show up when you're reading your Bible. Now, be, being of the nature we are, because we believe God speaks outside of Scripture, we often look for that much more than we look for it. So I promise you, if you spend time here, you'll have a lot of things that God is saying to you without going any further. Okay? So, so we start here. So the still small voice, the Holy Spirit, will, will engage you as you read. And there will be times that something jumps off the page or something convicts your heart or something grabs you. Yeah, it, it, it's speaking to you. The Bible, and this is not my words, and you probably heard this, the Bible is the only book that when you read it, the author's there with you as you do it. That's how, that's how engaged this is. Okay, so uh, we start with the Word, but you have to learn because it is a priority to give Him space and room to do so. That you will give him space to do so. So I just heard this today. I know I bring up your phone every once in a while. I just saw this today. The average person touches their phone over 2,200 times a day. Woo! 2,000 times a day, your finger is touching this crazy device. The greatest form of distraction in the world today. Okay? Just now, literally, as I'm standing up here, there are seven texts that came into me. That's actually pretty important, but I'll look at it later. Anyways. <laughs> Distractions. You can be distracted away from. Okay, so God, God doesn't try to shout over the other things in your life. He's not interested in competing because he's God. Why does he have to? You see what I'm getting at? And you have to learn to pay attention. And sometimes it means you have to declutter your life a little bit. You've got to purposefully spend time, okay? Because what happens is when... Uh, you learn him in that way. you learn him in a decluttered way. So uh, Jesus, and it says this in the scriptures that, that the crowds were great, and he withdrew to a solitary place to pray. In other words, let me, let me tell you something about, about Jesus. So his ministry, three to three and a half years, whatever, right? But Jesus was never in a hurry. Even though his time frame was only three years. this was the Son of God establishing the kingdom of God on the earth, and he, he wasn't frantic about it. And he actually withdrew to solitary places to be alone and get away from pressure and busyness. Busyness is not your friend. As a matter of fact, Eugene Peterson that busyness, Eugene Peterson says, That busyness actually can be an illness of your spirit. The need to be busy. You gotta learn to withdraw to solitary places and disconnect so you can connect. You see what I'm getting at? Now, again, I know if you got little ones in your home, that's not easy. I I get it. It's easy for me because my kids are out, but not for you if you have kids running around. I understand. But somehow, someway, you learn to be able to have these moments where uh, it's it's presence and it's attention. Even if it's just sitting there, that's okay. Learning to to be. And if you got little ones, I know they're fussy, but to sit there with him with your little one. You're, You're teaching some things to your little one, by the way, in those moments. But to be with him. Because what happens is, it's kind of like, <clears throat> if you grew up in my day and age, okay, when, when your mom wanted you home and it wasn't dark yet, she'd just come out of the house and yell your name. How many of you remember, this is true, but how many of you remember this? When I was a kid, at 10 o'clock at night, a commercial would come on TV and says, 10 o'clock, do you know where your kids are? How many of you remember that? Good old true story, at, a screen would come on your television at ten o'clock. Say it's ten o'clock. you know where your kids are? We live in a whole different generation. We were out playing. We were out until it got dark. But if if we were outside and there's there's cars, there's noises. But when your mom yelled, that was my mom. It it cut through the mess. That my, I think my mom's yelling for me. How I many you know what I'm talking about? You know why? Because you spent time with your mom in the house when it was just the two of you and just your family. And you learned her voice. So when you were busy and there were things going on, you heard the voice through the mess. You see what I'm getting at? That's how you learn to discern the leading in the voice of the Holy Spirit. Because you spent time with him in the house or your solitary place, Even if you're busy, you'll catch that still small voice through all the other stuff. And it's something that you learn. It takes time. Okay? So, how often, by the way, how often does God speak to you? I don't know. Who knows? I mean, if you really want to go by the Bible, what the Bible says... I mean, they're they're in the story. Sometimes it skips entire years (laughs) that God said this, and they came back to Abraham and said that. It could have been years. Who knows? I don't necessarily think it's like that, but the point is, God's not on a schedule. And you can't demand him, but you can relational be with him. So I'm getting at? So we learn because we spend time. And as you grow and as you mature, you'll grow in wisdom, you'll grow in discernment, your mind is being renewed, you'll start to catch him uh, maybe more consistently than you may feel like you are right now. And you'll start to catch those cues in life a little bit, okay? So the, the simple answer is, just spend time with him. Now I know. know, Listen, I know when we talk about stuff like this, you want the golden nugget. If you do these three things, it's like God will show up and write on your your bathroom mirror every day for you. I I understand how we think. We want a five-step process, and there it is. This is the process. Spend time with them. This is the process. Grow. This is the process. Pay attention. This is the process. When you do hear them, listen. I think, I think some of y'all, some of y'all, God, I want God to speak to me. And he speaks to you. you go, well, I didn't want you to say that. I didn't, I didn't want that answer. I didn't want that directive. I didn't want that conviction. If you start to shut his voice out when you do hear him, then, then you're going to hear him less later. Right? So, catch the cues by, by learning him. So, so, by the way, part of, part of prayer... Uh, because it's presence, involves maybe you not saying anything. Sometimes, sometimes sitting with him. Again, you, you've, you've, got, you've got to remove this idea, and, and uh, I, I think you, you have to nuance the idea of the Holy Spirit residing within you and the presence being with you and those kind of different things. But, but God is not out in space somewhere hanging out. He's with you. Isn't that right? I, I think sometimes you think, well, I'm going to pray, and it's got to break through the ceiling here, and it has to you know, navigate, and, and God will get it somewhere out there. I hope he hears it. There's, there's no hoping that he hears it. He's with you. And uh, have you ever been around somebody, and all they do is talk, and they never stop talking? And you're just like, Oh, my goodness. I have a secret weapon. I can tune out, okay? I have a secret <laughs> weapon. I never do that to any of you, I promise, okay? I promise I'll never, never do that to you. Um, and I never, never do it to Margo. Oh, please, no. <laughs> but th- there is no relational presence when somebody just and just never stops. There, there, I'll be honest with you, there's times when I go to prayer and I have so much to say, I don't know what to say. That sounds weird, but it happens to me. And I just sit, Lord, you know, and I give it to you. <sighs> Can I just be with you for a little bit? I just want to be encouraged. You know what I'm saying? And you take time. But that, that presence is important. But, but again, and for the millionth time, I'm sorry, but you can't do it unless you learn how to slow down. You have time to slow down if you do something on your phone 2,000 times every day. I promise you. Guaranteed. You have time. But then it's about priority. So so are you willing to do what's necessary to have the result? That's your call. Nobody can make you do it. It's up to you. Okay, so God's going to speak, God's going to lead you, he's going to guide you, Uh, it's going to be in his timing. You can't control his timing, but you can control spending time with him. Right? So if he's going to do those things, let's be people who, I mean, I I guess honestly, if I believe that God can speak and guide and give wisdom, why in the world wouldn't I want that? Why, Why would I not want that? I mean, it just makes sense to me. The God of the universe who made me, who all things is, is going to flow through him. Why wouldn't I want him to, to be that intimate in my life? Well, if I want it, then i got to do this other stuff because they go together. Amen? All right. Hope that helped whoever, whoever threw that one in there. God speaks. So let's close out like this. I think we all know each other pretty well, right? I'm not sure we have any. I know visitors are always like, ah, I'm sorry. Um, Why don't we do this? So how about this? Ask, turn around at your seats and ask if there's anything that they would like to be prayed with tonight. Prayer request, prayer need. They say no, leave them alone. They say yes, then I want you to grab them. I want you to pray. Okay, sound good? So we're going to close out live stream, and when we're done with this, I have something to tell you. So uh, live streamers, we'll see you later. All right, look around and see if anybody has something to pray about tonight.